Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. D-O-D-45. It's episode 67 of the DoD 45 show, and our special guest for this episode is Tumex, massively prolific rapper with the visionaries of Mexican descent and the shapeshifters, also legitimately affiliated with Project Bloat. On this episode, I'm going to draw Tumex's portrait with the mashup of Mr. Mixaplix and Frankenhooker while he discusses how dope his fan base is, how important his friends were in his recovery from the loss of his leg due to complications with diabetes, and he speaks on how he manages to stay so positive at the face of adversity. Tumex also squeezes a flex on us regarding his Jeopardy knowledge, and we discuss the recent crowdfunding campaign to help him get a much-needed new prosthetic leg. In true DoD 45 fashion, we talk a lot about cinema in this episode, with movies like True Lies, True Grit, and True Romance, and Tumex also expresses his disgust with the quote-unquote garbage movie, The Mexican, and remarks on his appreciation for the Tarantino-stamped movie, Curdled. It's a nice chill chat with Tumex, and as always, I hit him with a handful of hypotheticals and Sophie's Choice questions, and Sage Francis drops in with a social media lurk about a Tumex tweet from 2014 regarding Big Sean and Slug of Atmosphere. It's the start of Series 6, and this is our first episode back from our break, which results in some format switch-ups, new graphics, and a new segment called The Dish, First, Worsts, and Favorites, giving us answers to Tumex's first celebrity crush, his least favorite color, and who his favorite comedian is. It's a perfect way to start the new series, and we hope you enjoy it. So slime your flat tires, egg your neighbor's driveway, brush the lice from your head, and get situated for this episode 67 of the DoD 45 show with Tumex. Peace. D-O-D-45. Greetings, Earthlings. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the DoD 45 show. We are back on air. We've been on a long break, um, several months. For many of you, the last time you saw us was um, just at the Strange Famous Festival in Denver, Colorado. That was a lot of fun. But it's been several months since then, and we have been on break. We've been traveling for um, the Art by Thai. Well, let's see. I got a couple of things. Well, we're starting off this series. This is Series 6 of the DOD 45 show, and we're starting it off with two mechs. Um, and he's been one of our almost... I wouldn't say the most requested, but up there with one of the top people that um, the audience have requested for us to get on the show. So thanks to Longhair5150 for, for setting that up and for AWOL1 uh, for putting me in touch with Tumex. So um, we're going to have Tumex on the show today. We'll, we'll talk about some other things while we're waiting for him to come in. Um, real quickly, the new book, the new Art by Ty um, Under an Hour book is out. Um, there are still a few copies left. I don't know if I'm going to do another run of these. I might for the holidays, but there are a few copies left. So, um, you know, um, if you want to go and get that, you can get that at artbytie.com in the art shop, in the merch, or actually in the books, in the books link. Well, listen, let's do this real quick. I got, we, got a, we got a package in the mail today from... Storm Davis mm. and Strange Famous Records, and I and and uh, so I figured I'd open it real quick. This is this it's a, it's a two packages this size. Um, oh, don't use that. Well, it says and it even says do not use a, a razor. Um. All right. Look at this. Wheelchair Sports Camp. 
Oh my gosh, it's like a sage friend. Oh boy. We got sh we got shirts coming out of the well, that was nice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Good. Now you don't have to buy any for the show. Oh look and, and hats, stickers. Holy shit. Oh my god. Oh no way. Yes. I wanted this jacket forever. <laughs> oh boy. Well, thanks Strange Famous, thanks uh, Storm, and thanks Stage. Yeah, that was really nice. Boy, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a loop. That's, what do you call that? A lot of laundry, that's what I call that. <laughs> a lot of laundry. That's, um, you call it something like jackpot or treasure trove of... Booty. Who, what did I just put on? Storm Davis. Storm! There we go. Rocking a Storm Davis shirt. So if you're watching the visual, you can see it. I guess if you're just listening on your, on your radio, sorry. But at least you were listening to some cool music. Awesome. Thanks, Strange Famous. And Storm, thanks, you guys. That's fucking... That's really, really, really awesome. And um, we're honored. And um, Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to say... I can't say thank you enough. Um... Oh, yeah, wow. I, I'm, I almost, well, I didn't almost die, but I did come pretty close to uh, uh, probably ending up in the hospital today. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> I was longboarding down to uh, the post office today to pick up a package. Uh-huh. And um, I, was get, I was cruising pretty quick because there's kind of a hill that goes down towards there. Look at that. Oh, jeez. Fucking truck. Just the, bro? Yeah. The two screws popped out of there, and that, and the truck's just completely busted. And it was like... Those are aftermarket trucks, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, they didn't come with the, the board. Look, that's an Art by Ty Omen board there. But yeah, um, I was cruising. I was going too, like, really fast, and I got a little worried because a car was coming behind me, and these, these, got, these tree cutting, tree trimming guys were... He was getting ready to pull out, and I, I couldn't tell if he could see me in his rearview mirror, so I like put my foot down and was dragging my feet to brake. And, um, and then there was a car coming around the left side of me, and uh, I just like slowed down just because I was worried N neither car could see me. And I slowed down to a stop, and I was, get and then I looked down, and right when I looked down, the the wheel, the so truck. So you had just, to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I'm just saying. So um, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I, didn't almost die, but no, I didn't. I wasn't even gonna say I almost died, but I, I was. It was. I'm just was just lucky that I stopped, cause I when I went to pick up the board and then this just slipped. The trucks just mm -hmm. slipped out of it. Like I would have eaten shit right in front of that that car. I mean, I would. I was going pretty fast. I'm just saying I would have taken a pretty good spill. Somehow I just got lucky that I stopped. So. I thought that was pretty shitty. I don't even. I've never seen trucks do that ever before in my I know, life. That is weird, but it is a weird. A weird mounting placement of, of a truck. It was to make them. It was to make it kind of low rider. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you put them on the outside of it. Anyway, I'm good. I'm. 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 Uh, but I'm, I just got lucky there. Well, I'm happy to be back, and um, I'm happy that people are 
We've got we've got a lot more new listeners, which Shadrin doesn't want to hear. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. I was going to talk about ho- ho- hotel horror stories. Okay. Um, starting with the last one when we were in Samoa, and we were staying at a in a at a <laughs> quote unquote resort. This is not a horror story. Um. What's a horror story? Like if you found like a dead when you body in the get murdered. In oh, the... I was just gonna say a bad, a gro- Well, okay, let's not do that then. No, it's oh. fine. But when you preface that horror, no, you can tell them about that. It's not a horror story, but like a gro- like a. Did we not talk about that? Already? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, we were asleep in the hotel, and it was a little weird. But Adrian had noticed that mice had been chewing on the hand soap, but didn't tell anybody because didn't want any of us, any of the kids, or us to worry about it. <laughs> I know you'd all freak out and you wouldn't be able to sleep. But in the middle of the night, I was sleeping and I felt something crawling on my hand. And I hate spiders. I'm ter- I just, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm just not a fan of spiders. I would, I was gonna say I'm terrified of them, but I, I'm, that might be a strong word like horror. But um, yeah, something was crawling across my like hand. And oh no, and it was nibbling at my hand, like it on my bit, fingertip. It bit your yeah. thumb. Or it was something, nibbling right? my fingers. And I was half asleep, and I like flipped my hand, and it flew off. But in my head, while I was half asleep, I thought, "Was that a fucking spider?" But then I it wasn't because I didn't. It didn't feel like a, like a spider slowly crossed, and I didn't know about the mice. <laughs> but yeah, it must have been a mouse. But I couldn't sleep the rest of the night because I was like, I don't know what was just crawling on my hand, nibbling at my fingertip in the middle of the night. <laughs> but that was awful. You thought it was a lizard or something, right? I, I thought, I, I didn't know. I, yeah, I just, I thought maybe a spider, maybe a lizard. Yeah, but a lizard, that seemed weird too. But a mouse, is that's even gross or grosser. That's even more gross. That's disgusting. Um, I know. I was pretty, I was like, well, I won't tell you guys about the mouse situation here i'll be the one who doesn't sleep and let you all yeah but you were meanwhile you were out you you have no issues falling asleep (laughs) oh i it was fine yeah no yeah it it was fine too and i mean yeah samoa's not like hawaii (laughs) it was like you know anyway so uh another one it's the gary indiana of paradise yeah, but that's pretty strong too. Because let's just say it's like it is paradise-like, but it's well, I don't know. I love it, but it is definitely a different kind of place. <laughs> um, we we one time. Uh, this is another gross one, but we were at a hotel and. Um, <clears throat> I, we, I, we were driving to, I don't know if we've told the story. I don't know if, I think we probably haven't. But we were trekking from Utah to Texas, I think. And in between there, we stopped in Oklahoma or somewhere to Little sleep. Rock. Little Rock, Arkansas. Was that where it was? Mm-hmm. When I got attacked by the bed bugs? Yep. The, well, the first time. The first time. Was that the one when I had to wear the bandana around my neck and everything? Yeah. Because we were going to Houston by your city. Yeah, and I was just so tired in the middle of the night when we went into this hotel room and we went to sleep. And I was asleep, but I could, you know, we'd been driving all day, but I could feel, I was itchy. (laughs) But I was like, no, I was just too tired to get up and say, like, I think there are bed bugs in here. (laughs) So, but I was just like thinking, maybe I'm imagining it. Well, yeah, I woke up and I had some welts all up my ribs, down my arm, on my neck. And it hurt so bad. 
and we lifted up the blanket and like they were they, it was crawling on the bed there were i think a couple of them and you know uh bed bugs are i think they're clear aren't they i think so yeah, yeah. but these ones were red because they were full of my fucking blood they feasted on me anyway i went and told the front desk and i was and we and she was like are you sure and i'm like look at my neck look at my and then the guy the they sent in the maintenance guy into the room and i showed him where the bug was and he like moved the bed over and he goes what did he say adrian he's like oh yeah it's surprising they, they usually don't come down to this floor or, uh, or up. up to this floor right or was I, th- it I think he said down because he said that they fumigated the floor upstairs because it had bed bugs. I don't know. I was pissed. They gave us the free room, but that didn't make up for the rest of the week. I had these giant welts that it felt like burning razor blades slicing my skin. It, it, it was it was gnarly. I don't know. I just had a reaction to them. But Why are you thinking about all this? I don't know. I just had it in my I had it in my stories. I was going to ask Tumex if he had ever had any. Uh, if he had any uh, stories, um, uh, you know, hitting the road stories. Well, mm. it doesn't matter. I don't know. They were just, they were, it was just something no, I, I was had just in my... wondering why you're... Yeah, no, no particular reason. I just kind of had it in there. Um, yeah, I guess I was thinking I was going to go through all that package when I was opening it, but then I realized for the audio version, it wasn't going to make much sense. So I gave ourselves a little more just time. Just a bunch than we of t shirts and um, a lot of clothes and yeah. a box of probably CDs, it looks like. Yeah, I don't know. I got to open up that box too. But I mean, I was thinking that was going to take a little longer. So, um, well, I guess what I'll do is we'll, um, I'll do a song share and a movie share and a quote. And then we'll um, do a few things um, like an intro into Tumex and then we'll just. If we have to, we'll just pause and wait for him to come in. Okay. So um, my movie share for this episode is a movie called Blue Ruin. Uh, it's a movie from 2013. It's directed by a dude named Jeremy Solnier or Solnier. Uh, he's done a, a bunch of uh, he's done a handful of horror movies and thrillers and stuff. But this movie, Blue Ruin, it's shot really well. It's like a it's a perfect thriller, and it is like um, it's kind of dark, but it's really good. It's super intense, and um, it's worth what's worth checking out. Um, that guy Jeremy Solnier also directed a movie called Hold the Dark. That's got Jeffrey Wright in it, and uh, he's the actor in Westworld. The oh, I don't want to spoil that. Um, anyway, this movie's called Blue Ruin. It's a really good one. Um, it stars a dude named Macon Blair, and I don't know anything about this Macon Blair guy, uh, but he's uh, in a movie called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore, which is another really good movie. Um, and he's also supposed to be writing and directing the um, A Toxic Adventure reboot. I'm not sure why they're doing a reboot of that movie, but I mean, what the hell? It could be good. <laughs> maybe it's better. Maybe they're going to like with everything they make when they do it's these gonna reboots. It's going to be years out everything's going to be years out because yeah, of the writer strike. strike yeah which means more people are probably going to be listening to podcasts, podcasts and yeah. watching yeah homemade what do you call it homemade content yeah yeah like, it's true um well so anyway that blue ruins an intense re- revenge film it's worth checking out if you like those if you like those thrillers and you like movies that are kind of loaded with tension you'll, you'll like that one otherwise you, you could skip it but you know what's kind of interesting it won a bunch of awards like sundance and 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 um all the all the big awards like cans and all that but um it was funded through a kickstarter campaign 
Mm. The whole movie, yeah. Now you can do that. Yeah. Well, speaking of Kickstarter campaigns, it's not a Kickstarter campaign, but um, it is a GoFundMe campaign. Our guest today, Tumex, is um, uh, needing to get himself a, a, a new prosthetic leg, and he's oh. got a GoFundMe out. Um, so we'll talk more about that when he comes in. Wait, I just read. Did I read? I don't know. Or did saw you? an article that was. God, what was that? Um, everything has just blurred together. That blurred lines. Is that blur? Gorillas? Who did blurred lines? The oh, uh, happy? the actor's son. Uh, Williams, not Saul. No. The other Williams, Pharrell. <laughs> Pharrell did it with that guy, and the and it has that actress, that actress now who the model who was topless in the video. Oh, but this is what I read or whatever I did. Um, must have been read that. Now people are getting a hold of 3D printers and just printing themselves or people in countries that are poor prosthetics. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we were just having a conversation with someone about that. Who? What what was that? Maybe it was my Uncle Sean in Portland. Yeah, yeah. But I thought I read it somewhere. Yeah, we we were talking about that, yeah. But yeah, you can just... Not you just can't, but somebody they, can. They just, were making um, 3D printers out of scavenged materials. Right. Yeah, which and is neat. They're robotic in third even. world countries. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll look more into that. Um, so maybe somebody can 3D print him one. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm sure they've got to be. Well, yeah, he's probably got to be fitted. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna ask about that. Um, here, hey, my song share for today is a song called Person and a Ghost. Have you heard of that song? I don't know. It's by a band called Turtle Airplane. Do you know that band? Yes, I know that band. Uh, yeah, it's Person and a Ghost. It's a really cool song, and I was listening, and I it was it was on the radio. I was playing on our speaker, and I was like, "This fucking song is really good." I know I've heard it. Um, <laughs> it's our son's band mm-hmm. <laughs> that he that he has with his friend in, in in Salt Lake City, and the band's called Turtle Airplane. And uh, you know, our son's fifteen. And but this song, "Person and a Ghost," it sounds like some like uh, uh, alternative track that you would hear on the radio or something. I don't know. Just, I think they recorded that when he was thirteen. Yeah, or fourteen. Yeah, 13? It was when he was much. Yeah, it's one of their older songs. It's re- it's a really good song. Um, so yeah, check that out. And then here's my quote. Here's the quote that uh, the episode's quote today. It's fun. They remind me of the young. Kind of garage bandy punk yeah. Beastie Boys. Yeah, the uh, the um, some old bullshit album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah they do kind of remind me like that because they do some rapping on there kind of, but not kinda really. Like They're kind of just playing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So that their band's called Turtle Airplane, and uh, that song is called Person and a Ghost. Okay, here's the quote. The quote is, "Put it all out, die empty." 
And uh, that's paraphrased. It's a paraphrased quote um, by Tumex of DJ Jazzy Jeff's quote. Um, but I really liked it. So it's like it's saying about, you know, put all, put all your um, okay. creations out there. Put it out there. Don't um, die empty. I like that. That was pretty cool. And I just heard that last night when I was kind of going through YouTube and checking out some stuff, some Tumex videos and stuff, um, just to get freshened up on my, on my Tumex knowledge. Um, but the, the quote I was going to do before that is um, the edge. There's no honest way to explain it because the only people who really know where it is are the ones who've gone over. And that's a quote by Hunter S. Thompson, obviously. So, yeah, there you go. Do you have any song shares or anything, Adrian? I don't think so. I think I snapped when I finally got to listen to my own music today when I was um, cleaning the basement. Mm-hmm. Let's see what I got. Watch. I don't know if they're worthy of sharing. Well, if you like them, then... I guess this one, um, actually, since you were talking about soul, our soul, uh-huh. our son's soul, uh, the band, it's an old song. Novos Bianos. Okay. Who's the band? That is the band. Oh. Okay. He's really into like this Brazilian music, but this song is really good. Who's like, he? Oh, our soul. son's really into it? It makes you like Shakira, your hips. Um, I can Shakira my hips for sure. The song is called <laughs> Um Bilhete Pradidi. Okay. Um Bilhete Pradidi. I don't um, <laughs> speak. You don't speak Spanish? Portuguese. Oh, it's Portuguese. Okay, check that out. Well, I'm, I'm playing it right now, obviously, but... Maybe, um, if you got the rise. The rise? Rights. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we'll work it out. All right, let us um, let me do an intro of Tumex here. So, um, so it's uh, our guest today is Tumex, a.k.a. Alejandro Ocaña. My name is Tumex, I'm open your eyes. I'm not a star, but chances are Kendrick Lamar plays my music in this car. And even if he doesn't, this LA underground influence is permanently buzzing through the hearts and the mind of this world as a whole. Even if they want to pretend and act like they don't know in the last decade or so. Some of the biggest hip hop groups on the globe have taken for Project Love. Uh, he's from Los Angeles, California. You know, he's rapped with the group's visionaries and of Mexican descent. That's with Cholan Cinco. And uh, he's affiliated with the Shape Shifters and Project Blowed. And uh, the, the dude's super prolific. He's got like, I don't even, I mean, I, he's probably got like 30 albums out there. And obviously we're not going to go through them all. There are so many, but you know, someone who, whose mantra is um, put it all out, die empty. Um, you know, that's someone that's going to put out a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of music and it's, and it's all worth listening to. So um, I'm going to mention some of the ones that I, that um, I'm going to do like, not highlight because they're not going to be the best for you, but they're the ones I, I, I really enjoy. Um, he's got a track. This is an older one, but he did it with um, with our boy Minus. Well, I call him our boy because I met him a long time ago before we were even doing the podcast down in Austin, Texas. Mm. But um, yeah, on that album, on Minus and DJ Hoppa's album, uh, Everything is Okay. Everything, no, it's Everything is A-OK. And the song's called Only You. 
and it's a cool track. Um, Two Mexes bars on there are awesome. I'm a piece of shit, right? And you're a piece of ass. Let's keep it real. That describes your future in my past. I'm trying to reach out to me like a personal trainer. Class. I personally look and spend time with you rather task and ask about me. Only when you're bored or when you need some validation. The tickets to an event you can't afford. Like I'm fucking ticket master. You stick hit it fast to drop you off like a bastard. You're a disillusioned disaster. You do sell la vida mala. I know in my heart that you would sell me out for a dollar. Try to holler at the homies and go my cars like you really didn't know. And I always liked um, Minus. I don't know what's what's up with him these days, um, but you know I'm always a fan of DJ Hopper. He's always putting out good shit. So that one's going way back. I don't even remember what year it is, but that's a cool track called "Only You." Um, and then I just saw this video last night of um, Tumex rapping his song, doing his song "Odyssey," "Odyssey," honestly. But he's and it's a live show and he's doing it over the the Cures track. If only tonight we could sleep. It's not like remixed or anything. It's it's that track. I don't know if you remember that song, the Cure song. If only uh, tonight if I, we would see. Oh, I kind of zoned out. But if I, could I had a wish to never hear you hate the Cure, cure again. Yeah, that would be good. Adrian but you were you were saying he did a I Cure like, song? No, he's doing he's spitting some bars over his song, oh. Odyssey. Odyssey, honestly. He's spitting bars over the Cure song, and that Cure song is like a mostly instrumental. The whole intro okay. of it is all instrumental. So it's not like a remix of the Cure song. It's that whole song, and he's rapping over it. And then he goes into the, the, the verse that Robert Smith sings, and it's really cool. And well, I'm, I'll listen to that one. Yeah, it, it's that yeah. That might be the a, only way I can cool listen track. to the Cure. Oh, I wish you didn't dislike them so much. <laughs> I, I I really like the Cure, you, but that's that I think you had you to grow them. up with them. Maybe. Yeah, that's, maybe. Well, that's not why I dislike them. No, I've no, never no. liked them. No, I know, but you it, you hear it a, a lot because it's in my playlist. Is what I'm saying. Mm. Like if you didn't like something, you'd never have to hear it. But you sometimes have to hear it because I'm listening to the Cure. Yeah. Um, all right, and in 2010, he released an album on Strange Famous Records label. Uh, the album's called My Fan Base Will Destroy You. There's a track on there uh, called What You Know About, and it's like a, his bars, his verses are like, it's like a, a hip-hop, a hip-hop history lesson. Wow, 
What you know about beneath the surface On the all my farmers market of the beast verses This goes out to all you young MCs Know your history, listen to some young MC Some Def Jeff, just a poet with soul Some Marty Marr, in control What you know about divine style The word power, scheme team and cockney or dire When I'm rolling through the sucker free I still bump board stiff and some 10 base TD ski Put me up on Huey and the C Bay Area OG That's just new to me I'm glad you like some ghost face it's, pretty, it's a pretty cool track That whole album's really good obviously um, Then um, He's got this track out It's a newer song from 2022 called Goo Goo Gaga uh, I love it <laughs> And the, the chorus from it's awesome and uh, that's from his album Ghost Writing for God. Even as a child, the only thing you remember was Google Gaga. Google Gaga, Lady Gaga. I'm the difference between being well read and wearing that red MAGA hat on your head. Being fed maggots and cell phone magnets stuck to your head. Google Gaga, Google Lady Gaga. I'm the difference between being well read and wearing that red MAGA hat on your head. Being fed maggots and cell phone maggots stretched up to your head. I don't have the genetic makeup to keep it simple. And I know about the agenda to keep my signal scrambled so thus other than appealing to intellects of the like And again I, I really like the chorus in that's in that song Goo Goo Gaga uh, uh, check out this video um, from the visionaries it's a video music video called Missing Link it's a really cool track and I think it's a newer track um because you know I hate to use the term old but they're but they are looking a little older in the music video <laughs> Whenever the moment was, Evlovex turned to doom. The first kick to the face of Gorilla Monsoon. The last moment left, the last breath that Biggie lost. The moment you decided to name yourself at the freeway. Ricky Ross, when you realize that there's no Santa Claus. The moment you first learned to a snap a bronze bra. The first shot to the face from a fast dodgeball. The first hit of that face up against a garage wall. The first moment that made Chi Ali shoot the little moment that to me made marriage a lot. So cute the moment some bitch gave slick. Rick the boot and made him write songs like treat him like a prostitute um, and then there's uh, Sun God Sons album uh, the, 2Max's album Sun God Sons Over the Counter Culture there's a song on that called Miners Into Fire and that's a song he did with um, Bus Driver and it's a really rad beat and you know I'm a big Bus Driver fan so um, I wanted to point that track out Project Gold, the cold is in a cubicle Things you should know, things that you shouldn't know Nothing in the ground is non-computable Either you are or you're not, and that's really though Miners in the fire The wind gets lit when they get the flyer Performance skills are on the chain So they leave the show in golden flames They're just babies And my style's in town proof They're written by the out-of-town group But our locale is SoCal They don't know how to blow up, they need to be shown Obviously, there are trillions of other Tumex songs out there, uh, but but um, those are the ones that I, I I think you should go check out if you've never heard of Tumex. Maybe that'll put you on the on the on the right route into listening to some Tumex music. Um, in 2016, Tumex lost his leg um, and almost damn near lost his life to um, complications from diabetes that he wasn't aware that he had. Um, so. Um, I don't know how I wonder much... how many people don't know that they have diabetes in America. Probably quite a few. I watched an interview that Tumex did. It was like um it wasn't like an interview it wasn't like a someone doing an interview or advertising something. It was like they were he was it was for like um 
a promote like a video from a like the diabetes foundation or something and the lady the nurse the practitioner what do you call him someone the doctor something i don't know she was in uh, discussing with tumex about uh diabetes and just to hear him tell that the story i'll put a link in the in the show notes you should watch you should watch that i don't i don't know where else he's told the story about the diabetes i don't know i just don't know how much we'll get into it in this in this episode um but um it's really interesting and yeah he had no idea and but like his legs started to hurt really bad like got so painful and he just kept kind of putting it off and you know just like like what you know what you tend to do and he didn't get checked up or anything but yeah it's a really interesting story but he's lucky i mean not you know, uh, he's lucky to have only lost his yeah, leg. Yeah, that he did. That he that so he's still alive. Under the knee. Yeah, yeah, they had to amputate it under his knee, um, and so well that so how that happened in 2016, and while he was in the hospital, um, he I guess he was feeling pretty down. But anyway, he came out with an album in 2017. Uh, the album is called Lospital, and it's an album that covers all about all of that that whole time in his life he spent a lot of time in the hospital he was felt lost in a hospital so uh, the album's called Lospital and um, it's pretty heavy material it's covering all of the depression and things that he was going through and there's a track on there called No Love No Love Leg Lost it's a it's a really good track no love lost, no love leg lost Sometimes you gotta take a loss to no longer feel lost First things first, what happened to me was completely my fault The past is all now in my mind's fault I'm a grown-ass person I should have taken care of my inner workings The devil threw my leg in the trash Now it's up to me to rise from the ash The doctor said that I should have had brain damage All I can think about is taking off sustained bandage No love lost, no love leg lost Sometimes you gotta take a loss to no longer feel lost Yeah, it's a really good album. It's uh, some heavy material. Um, and, and in 2021, he released a book called Word Murder. And it's a, po- a poetry lyric book with um, with with a pretty in depth biography of hi- about him. Um, so uh, God, there's a bunch. There's just a bunch. I, I, I'm I'm droning on. Um, he went through eight hours of dialysis yesterday. Um, I know he's probably pretty drained. I think he had to go see the eye doctor today and stuff. But um, we're we're. With all the stuff that he's done in his career and his in his lifetime, and then even the stuff that he's going through these days, uh, we're lucky to have him on the show, and um, so it's going to be an honor to have a chat with him. And sorry for the long intro, long build up, but um, I think it'll be I think it'll be worth sticking around to listen to. So we'll we'll uh, check out the intro for Tumex, and we'll be right back with Tumex, and um, that's that's that right here on the Dod Forty Five Show. Hi everyone, you're listening to DOD 45. My man Ty is one of the illest artists, and today his guest is another ill artist, one of my very good friends. His name is Alex, but you might know him as Tumex. He's from the Mighty Visionaries and the Amazing Shapeshifters, and the world is an oyster. So welcome all my oysters to DOD 45. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. 
This is the DOD 45 show, drawing over discussions 45 minutes with a special guest. Welcome. I'm your host and resident artist, Ty of Art by Ty, and with my co-host, Adrian Taiwali'i, we're having conversations with people who I admire and am inspired by. On this episode, I'll set a 45-minute timer, put my pen to the paper, and we'll learn about our guest through an interview-style discussion. So stay right here with us to experience some laughs and maybe even learn a thing or two. Well, uh, here we are. Tumex is in the Zoom, is in the house with us. Thank you for joining us on our on the on the show today. We we really appreciate it. Oh man, thank you for having me, man. I, I appreciate it also, man. I know that um, I saw that you had posted earlier today that you were you were in the eye doctor today. So um, yeah, I, I was just saying in the intro, like we're really appreciative of like with all the shit that you're going through. It's nice that you 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 know you want to sit down and chat with us too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, it's all good, man. It's like it's just part of what needed to needs to get done. I'm over here trying to get this eye surgery, so it's like you gotta go see him, you know? Yeah, yeah, my pupils are just dilated, so I was a little bit wacky when I got home on the phone. I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I, no, I made it though. We good? Yeah. Is your so does it um is it, like is your vision is it blur like how how is it affected your your vision pretty bad? Is your yeah the last couple of years the last couple of years my vision's been kind of deteriorating. Kind of like a, a side effect of of di- diabetes or whatever. I, although I don't have diabetes anymore, I reversed it luckily. Oh, but nice. even with that, though, you still kind of like you don't reverse the side effects, you know. Yeah. So it's like the eyes are just degenerating. So the right eye needs a cataract surgery, and then the left eye needs a retina surgery. So I went to see the retina guy today, and they were just like, "Yeah, let's work on this one. This one is the one that's gonna need a little bit of like some shots or." some shit they're like you know every month for like four or five months we'll give you a shot and then after that i think we'll be ready to do it or whatever and i was like oh that should just sound painful as hell (laughs) i got all weak in the knees i was like oh god that should sound terrible but whatever they can't do them they will i mean yeah what's eye surgery like do both of them have to get the surge like some kind of surgery yeah they well yeah they're two different surgeries so we're gonna we're gonna leave the right one the right one seems to be the better one right now so it's like Leave that alone right now, so that I'm, you know, functioning. You know yeah. what I mean? You only want like to do one around. time. Yeah, yeah, ah. do one. So work on this one. So this is the one that's like it's just cloudy. It's weird. It's like I could see my fingers right here. I could see them, and then as it gets right around here, it gets blurry, and then you oh. could see them like only like on an angle. So it's like a weird oh, yeah. like. Yeah, it's like some. Uh, they said it's something that you gotta like. I don't know. I think you. I don't know if you like clean it or scrape it off and replace it i have no idea bro mm-hmm. yeah. i'm kind of so, like i'm kind of like I don't, know, I don't know what to do you got the shot today no they didn't no 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 they just told me about the shots and i just left all like half-ass crying oh <laughs> yeah. like fuck this shit oh like yeah fuck <laughs> it Luke. i got home and smoked some weed i'm good i'm good now <laughs> Well, all right. So, yet. Um, oh, wait. One other oh, thing I was going to say, uh, ask. You were yeah. saying you can't reverse the side effects of diabetes, the ones that had already started. Bef- well, the kidney, the only ones I can't reverse are the kidney ones because I'm a dialysis patient and, and the eyesight. Like, I mean, you can reverse the eyesight. You can get it fixed. That's what I'm trying to do. But okay. some of them are hard to, like, reverse because it's, like, just a lot of damage from a long time. So you got to just, like, slowly, like. It's like it's not reversible, like how some shit is, you know. Yeah. And could you get a kidney transplant? I could, but I'm I'm kind of like in California. There's a ten year waiting list, and 
honestly, I've had like 20 people offer one to me, but I'm cool. I'm, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't see myself asking someone to give me one of their body parts. I'm, yeah. I'm cool right now. I'm not tripping on that. Right, right. now, I'm good. So yeah, may, you know, I'm not, I'm not at that point yet. Yeah, I'm I good. Man. I'm like a young, I'm, a, I'm kind of a young fuck up to be, to be going through all this shit. Like they're just like I'm like I'm always the youngest fool. I'm like the Justin Timberlake of dialysis. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like everybody else is way older than me. I'm yeah, just like, no, damn, how'd you fuck your stuff up? I was like rapping. Wow. Rapping. <laughs> rapping, well, homie. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, well, we'll get into this a, a little bit more into the show. Um yeah. what um when I what I decided to draw for you, um, I, I usually ask people, um, you know, what their what their uh, some of their favorite things are, and you had mentioned um, Mr. Miss Mitz Miss Miss Flick, Mr. Mixoplix, yeah, yeah. I barely yeah. remember that character, um, but but um, I I mean I kind of remember him in some of the old cartoons and stuff, but yeah, his name's a trip, Mick Mixoplix, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go, kind of that was it right there, Mixoplix. Um, I was going to ask you before I start drawing it, though. Do you remember? Do you know how? Like, what the only way uh, was to to beat him? Yeah. Well, the only way to get rid of him is to trick him into saying his name backwards. Yeah. And so when you <laughs> trick him into saying his name backwards, which would happen at the end of every episode, then he would just banish away until the next time he figures out how to come back. Yeah. And in fact, say- I have a tattoo. I have a tattoo of Mister Mixoplex. And it has his name written regular and oh, backwards on top of it. So that oh, when you awesome. look in the mirror, when you put it in a mirror, it's got both. So well, I got uh, the Mr. Mixoplex tattoo. Is it the ta- Oh yeah. It's like the, it's like the comic comic book version. Yeah. 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 I got, yeah. I got it. Awesome. And you see how his name is written regular and backwards too. Yeah. yeah. So he's always, in a state of, uh, he's always in a state of suspended animation. Yeah, they say that like yeah, if he says his name backwards, he goes back to the fifth dimension, and he's stuck there for, for a minimum of ninety days. When he comes around, when he comes around, he he has the power to to mind control superheroes. Yeah, that's uh, fucking hard. He'd be like Superman, Green Lantern, fight, and they just start boxing. Like yeah. that shit is hard. That's what I was fascinated with. I was like, fuck these superheroes. This fool can mind control these superheroes. Uh, that was my favorite character. They do say they say that he's the only one that could actually beat Superman, and they say that he he would just kind of he would let Superman win just to toy around with him so he could come back and fuck with Superman some more. Yeah, he, well, he <laughs> never goes away. He's like the he's kind of like a, the devil because he never goes away. He goes yeah. away and then just randomly pops up when you don't want him, fucks with you for a little bit, then he then he then you you figure out you learn the whatever you needed to learn whatever discipline you needed to learn to trick him into going away. Yeah. And then he comes back next time to teach you another lesson. Then you got to learn the discipline to trick him into going away. Well, and I didn't, uh, I didn't really watch the the that TV series Lois and Clark, but uh, Howie Mandel played him in that TV yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that there's a lot of like in other cartoons because I don't really follow all the cartoons, especially DC. But like I heard that that there's so many different incarnations of Mixoplex, and in some of them. They, they, they said that he's not even really evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. some of them, they got him like real kind of G-rated. And in some of them, they kind of like, they're more true to the character. You know, I'm, to me, it's like a character on, on par with the Joker. Cause it's like the mm-hmm. fact that he can control them. Like, I don't know. There's, it, it's kind of dope. If you see him in the context, I, the super friends cartoon, that was the only context I really watched him in. That was tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, like the concept, like Batman and Robin would be watching a, a drive-in movie, watching a movie, and he would just put them in the movie, and now they're getting fucked up by the people yeah. in the movie. <laughs> that shit is tight, you know what I mean? Anyway. That's um, some stupid well, shit to me. I, I love no, it. No, yeah, it's great. Well, yeah, and it's it's and I um yeah, so that's what I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna draw a little uh Mr. Mix uh, situation Dope. here. Uh here's your first question. Who was a better game show host? Pat Sajak or uh Alex Trebek? Alex Trebek by far. Pat Sajak, he was just spinning letters, bro. <laughs> well yeah and, and what's the i mean the but what is the trick to being like a a, a host like that like you got to just be green you know you like, gotta just be love you got i mean pat sajak i've never was a fan but he was just like you know very safe very wholesome very reliable always there i mean that show yeah. was always there always there you know what i mean so you, i you don't want any controversy i never was i like jeopardy but then when jeopardy was over i wouldn't i wouldn't wait till wheel of fortune you know yeah, were you good at that Jeopardy? Like, could you could you knock them? Yeah, questions? oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, bro. I was for a minute. Yeah, me and uh, yeah. Lord Zen from Visionaries, we used to live together for a while. We used to idle every night, and then uh, and then he brought this Asian homie of his named Tiger, and that dude blew us all out the water. <laughs> <laughs> like me and Ted thought we were fucking smart until his homie came over one day after work and fucking just we just put us to shame and shit. I stopped watching the show, but uh, yeah, nah. Yeah, and no, I love Jeopardy, bro. I'm good at trivia, bro. I can never figure out how to answer the question. <laughs> in a in a question form? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would fuck you up. A lot of times you'd actually have the answer, but it wasn't mm-hmm. phrased correctly and shit. I hated that show. And you, you wouldn't get yeah, the point. Yeah. If, you didn't, if you didn't phrase that correctly, they wouldn't give you the point, right? No, they wouldn't. Yeah. No, they wouldn't. My dad was like a... He was like real quiet. And he was a brick mason and stuff, but like... He would watch that show, and I, I, he would never speak much, but I, I'm certain he knew the answers, which always blew me away. Um, <laughs> who, who would, who would be a better uh, uh, say Jack replacement since he's he's left? Um, Muhammad Ali or Brother Ali? Dang, I think I think Brother Ali, because then when you when you spell out the word, it'd be a surprise to Brother Ali too. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Shout out to Brother Ali. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so he'd be like, just, what, "What's the word?" You know, he 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 reminds me of me on a roulette table, where I just gotta <laughs> like the spin happens, and then I just gotta wait for them to tell me what happened and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What happened? Who tell me?" And they'd be like, "Oh yeah, twenty. Like I literally the last person to know on the roulette table, bro. For real. <laughs> uh, which is a better performance, um, The Rock in the movie Be Cool or Paul Newman in Cool Hand Luke? I never saw the Rock one, man. He plays a gay, oh. he plays a gay Samoan guy. <laughs> oh, does he? Cowboy dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That says it all right there. I think I'll take the other one, which is Paul Newman and uh, Cool Hand Luke. That that movie's dope. It is. It's so dope. It's the best. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And that and that's you're talking about golden era of Paul Newman, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's like yeah. him. Just kind of, he's still mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he was when young. they're in prison and and he's got to eat fifty uh, yeah. boiled eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. Scanners or Videodrome? Oh, Videodrome for sure. That movie. Uh, Scanners is cool, but I like I like Videodrome. Uh, whose track would you would you rather have bars on? The Doors, "Love Me Two Times" or Hammers, "Too Legit to Quit." <laughs> Damn, that's a tough one, bro. Because I feel like I don't fit in the doors, bro, because there's already a star in there. As Hammer could take my career to the next level. You know what I mean? If I was yeah. like too legit to quit, Hammer could kind of like catapult me, 
kind of pulled me to another level that that could you know like that too big MC and you know Ace Juice could never go to you know what I mean yeah Old Town three five seven was on its way they had two hits and shit Old Town three five seven had a couple little hits but you know what I mean I think if I was on the Hammer song you know I'd be the next more beneficial huh for me oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh, well, I would have just used that as a stepping stone. Yeah, then and then you can go back and and <laughs> then I can up. go back in time and go go. <laughs> no, I can't be on that door song. That door song is like that's you can't touch perfection. Like one thing that's is like a, a song that I think is garbage, and another thing is a piece of art that I don't want to interrupt by being on it. Yeah, that's a good attitude. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, which movie would you rather watch right this moment? Once Upon a Time in Mexico or The Mexican? Oh, I didn't like the Mexican at all. Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I think. The Mexican is that Brad Pitt movie about the gun, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That movie Brad was lame sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I threw a tomato at the TV. Was, that was the movie. Was like, I was like, the Mexican's the gun? That's it? Oh, yeah, my God. That's just lame. The only thing I remember was the Mexican. Didn't they say Mexican? Yeah, he said, are you a Mexican or a Mexican? Yeah, that yeah. was the only thing I remembered. Are there even any like, Mexicans in that movie? <laughs> Nah, I was like, I was waiting for like somebody to be the hero or some shit. Nah, not at all, bro. <laughs> Kidding even. They don't let. They don't want Mexican superheroes out here, bro. Right. That's, that, that's why the Blue Beetle just came out right now when nobody was watching it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that's right. Just, yeah. Did it already come out? Like the I didn't know. Yeah, they what? just like that shit out right when nobody's in the movies and shit. It's a it's a superhero movie, the Blue Beetle, Adrian. Oh, yeah, he's a Mexican. Okay. It's uh, a Mexican. Super- just as a quick fact, the little the kid in the movie, the the main guy. Cholo and shit. He is a, his mom is a car, car, car homegirl, Carmelita Sanchez, who she's the producer of Wake Up Show. Oh, so there's a lot of hip hop ties right there. That's why we, oh, we, awesome. we rooting for him. Yeah, he's like the little kid from uh, what's that Karate Kid show? Oh yeah, uh, Cobra kid. Kai. Cobra Kai, right? Cobra oh. Kai. Yeah, he's a kid yeah, from Cobra Kai. Cholo. Yeah, and his name Xolo is is a this, you know like Cholo Lancinco and shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a little, there's a little tie into the group right there. But anyway, but yeah, man, I yeah, that movie, the Mexican, I didn't like it because I was like, the Mexicans are gun. I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, nah. Yeah, I, I forgot I, I that, 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 that the Mexican was the gun. That's right. Um, yeah, are you a yeah. fan of Robert Rodriguez movies? Like, um, uh, I mean, the first, the first one, I, and the, I know, didn't he have something to do with Curdled? Remember oh, Curdled? Yes. Well, with the with the with yeah, the chick. Hit- him and Quentin Tarantino like were executive producers on it. Oh, okay, okay. So that was yeah. just an indie movie that they put their stamp on. Yep, yep. Okay, okay. Dark, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like Curdled, man. I like that that movie. I, I thought it was interesting. It was, it was weird, you know. Yeah, it was weird. We're getting into a more serious thing. How's the the fundraising going for the for the prosthetic leg? And the other question I was going to ask on that is what what is this the current the specific issue with the 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 one that you oh, have? Oh, well, the, well, the one that I well the 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 prosthetic that I've been wearing. So I got my leg uh, cut in twenty sixteen, right? So it's twenty April twenty sixteen, and that's, that's when, and I got this prosthetic. Supposedly, according to everybody that works at the prosthetic place, this prosthetic should have only... And I remember the doctor telling me this, too. I was only supposed to wear this for two years. Oh, shit. Temporary. But I've been Mexicaning it. I've been Mexicaning the shit out of this leg since 2018. Like, I put... Like, my leg has been getting small. My nub has been getting smaller and smaller, and I just keep putting, like, more socks and sponges and fucking, like, doing all kinds of, like... 
fucking home remedies in there and shit. And so like, I've been just, no, I'm just saying the cup. No, so the cup, there's a cup that's been yeah. like my leg when it was originally cut. I was that was I weighed a lot more back then. Okay. Oh. So so when I got the leg, it was customized to the size of my leg that time. Mm-hmm. My leg has gotten so much smaller because it's squeezed into a thing. And over the years, I mean, I've lost 150 pounds. Wow. Right. And so it's like, and so it's like my leg doesn't it gets smaller and smaller. So when it gets smaller and smaller, you put more like socks in there and like things to like thicken up your thing, you know? And then yeah. eventually it doesn't fit. And so I, a couple years ago, I got a little plastic customized thing put in there that, and they got put, put in there and it's still that, and that worked for a while, but now my leg has gotten smaller. And now the, the difference is so much that it's just not really feasible. So every couple like months I've fallen like a couple of times where I'm like, why did I fall? Like just dumb shit because I'm like unsteady. So that's why I was like, my stupid ass has just been rocking a leg. It's, it's my fault. I've been rocking a leg for like five to six years longer than I should have, you know? But sure, it sounds yeah. like you would have needed another one anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like, I, I, I honestly one. believe, I honestly believe they told me that they'd have to take it away from me for weeks. And I was just like, well, what the fuck? How am I going to do that? Like I got to live. And I think that's been okay. my attitude. My, my attitude has been like, well, let me just roll with this bitch. Like, and so it finally just kind of become unfeasible. So it's like, it's really like the, the doctor's like, you're going to break your hip. Fool. And I was like, yeah, okay, I got it. Okay, I'm tired of yeah. falling and shit. I'm trying to walk around like all extra ginger and shit. Like, it's fucking whack, bro, to have people like, you know, I have a lot of pride. So it's like, it sucks to have fools be like, have to like help me up some steps and shit. It's so stupid right. and shit, you know? So it's just well, like, yeah. I mean, it's all good. I mean, but, you know, I'm, sure. I appreciate it. But it's just like, it just it bothers me. So it's like, if I can fix it, I, I need to fix it. So. I just kind of been lagging, lagging, and now that I fell a couple times, I was like, "All right, get the hell full." And yeah, I was, so I'm gonna get it done. done. Yeah. But no, it's already in the works, bro. It's like that shit is like I'm not even tripping on that, bro. That it, it this shit's getting done, bro. I'm on it, you know. I'm yeah. on a two prong mission and shit. Eyesight number one, and this number two, and then you know I'll be I'll, I could really disappear and shit. You know. Well, you'll do you, when you perform. I, I don't. I've I haven't been out that way, so I haven't ever uh, been able to like see you performing live. But w- will you perform like when you're performing live? I did see a video clip. You're you're in a in a wheelchair, but when you're performing, do you prefer? Would you be preferred to be like like sitting on a stool or or in the no wheelchair? no? I'm trying to no. I'm trying to. Stand. I, I I wore the prosthetic since 2016, and from 2016. Up until about six months ago, I've I've been performing standing up, nice, like yeah. rapping, like rapping, going back and forth, doing the whole shit. It's just that this leg has gotten so my nub has gotten so small that it's like now it's like too shaky, and it's yeah. like you know what I mean. So now I'm like, well, let me just sit down, bro, because it's like I'll stand like a song or two, and then I'll be like, nah, my mobility is just not there, so I just okay. gotta fix it. When I I had saw I I guess I I I saw a clip maybe it was like a a visionary show must have been something in 2023 yeah no no it was the visionaries uh festival and what happened was the morning of the show I was in my room at eight in the morning practicing I literally was practicing rapping back and forth and I straight tripped over over a like a a ground wire in my house and I fucking fell straight the fell. So that day I was practicing and I fought. Actually, the, the two times that I've fallen out of three were days that I had to go do a show and my stupid ass was practicing. Clear from us, a 
So I was just like practicing this shit because, dude, I have too many songs. I have too many. Uh, every time I have a show, I have to the day of the show jam all those songs into my yeah, brain. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Like jam them into my brain, bro. Because they, 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 Visionaries has a, like a hundred and thirty songs just that group, and yeah. then I have hundreds of songs by myself, and and I, you know, which ones I like and which ones I don't, and you know, it's like cramming for a test. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like what's mandatory. Like you know, I'll do. I'll be doing shows with friends, and they'll be like, "Can you do that song that we did nine years ago that you never heard once?" <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll be like, "Yeah, where's that?" You know? And now I'm fucking outside of a venue in the parking lot listening to some shit about the ch- butcher. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> do you, shit do like you have, that, you know? Do you have a um, Do you have a favorite Tumex album? Um, that's a good question, man. I guess I would say. I would say my original record, um, first record, it's called B-Boys in Occupy Mexico. I think that record was really dope and uh, it just reminds me of really for the first time having a studio all to myself, a real studio, a real engineer and all my friends around me and making a record I wanted to make, whether yeah. it sounded a certain way or not. And what, so, yeah, when, I think that record was good. To that? Have you listened to that? Have you, do you listen, like, have you listened to that recently? Um, Sometimes, like songs from it, like every now and then I, I check out my own little Spotify to hear like what it's playing. Cause sometimes I trip out on, like I'll listen to my Spotify for like an hour and I'll be like, damn it played like a bunch of shit i don't like or whatever or it played yeah, like yeah. i'll be like oh it played some shit i did like or or it played the same shit so i'll just be like i'll just be you know listening to it but uh yeah sometimes i mean i like my music bro a lot but i don't really like bump it i don't really bump my shit like that well no? does it do you, do you when you're listening like to that first album does it put you into uh do you immediately like have nostalgic memories of like when you were recording or, or that energy yeah. that you had at that time yeah exactly exactly it re- was, man it, it taught me a lot man that record was really long it was like 17 or 19 tracks and i was like over here trying to make my fucking de la soul uh three <laughs> pita and rising and shit you know what i mean yeah. like learning trying to make my de la soul is dead album and shit so it was like, you know, it was so it was like a lesson learned to be like, okay, don't don't make that many songs on a record or whatever, but very self-indulgent. Many songs with just friends. People were coming by for months and you know, people would just come by and be like, boom, you're on the song, boom, you're on the song, boom, you know, whatever. And it was just like a lot of good stuff. And uh, I always like that record and people people like it too. So it was, it was cool. But that's the one out of the old ones that I like, you know. 
Mankind, Cactus Jack, or Dude Love? Which was his best? Damn. I like... Oh, man. They're all, and they're all the same dude, too. But I didn't like... Dude Love was cool, but I liked the... Uh, I like Cactus Jack because he was, like, from parts unknown. Oh, no, from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, right? Yes. When he would come out, they'd be like, Haley from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. I like that. I like that when, when they say all kind of like ill fucking towns like that. Yeah. That, that, so that's why. Yeah, didn't they make, wasn't there a movie called Truth Truth or Consequences in New Yeah, Mexico? there was. There was. The, there was. Sutherland in it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yep. an independent movie. <laughs> it was. It was. You're right. Yeah, Truth or Consequences. I remember the box, the video box. I used to work at yeah. a video store for years. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, yeah, I think I'm going to hit you with a few things about that. Um, do you have a, f- a favorite rap duo? Yeah, yeah. Uh, EPMD. Oh yeah, yeah. My favorite rap nice. duo is EPMD. I mean, they're not the most, they're not the deepest rappers, but they're they're just the best. I don't know what the, they're like the most perfect team. Oh man, they're my favorite. I heard they played. I'm so out of the loop in LA over here. I used to be in the loop, but man, I heard they played like a couple months ago, and I missed it. Like like three of my friends are like, oh my god, EPMD was incredible last night. I was like, what? Where? I was like, oh shit. Uh, and you but, missed yeah. out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've well, I've seen them once, but yeah, yeah. I, but I, I, man, I love me some EPMD for some reason. I really dig all their shit. Yeah, it's good. Well, uh, what about what about just a straight true grit or true lies? The movie? Yeah. True grit, oh, the classic movie, or true lies? I like true lies, uh, although. Although I like, I'll take True Lies because I guess it, it relates to my generation a little more. You know what yeah. I mean? True yeah. Grit was cool. I'm not, I'm not a big Western person. Did you see the remake of True Grit though? With, with um, the Who? Big Lebowski dude. Um, the hell's his name? Woody um, Harrelson? No, no the, the dude from Big Lebowski. Um, uh, John Turturro? No, no. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Bridges? Bridges. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Bridges. He replaced. No, they, they, he did a remake good, of True Grit. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, he he plays he plays a uh, uh, Rooster Cogburn. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good. Oh, no, <laughs> but if you don't I like even, westerns, I don't know. You might not. I'm not a big yeah. I'm not a big westerns guy for some reason. I never like. I never watched Bonanza and shit like that. I don't know why. Well, my, I didn't either, but my dad watched that. He loved it. I don't know why. He's an Islander, and I don't know why he loved it so much. <laughs> it was on my TV all the time. I just didn't watch it. But I was like, yeah, I never like western for some reason. So you going True Lies? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I like True Lies with oh, Arnold and Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. Do and, it, do and it. old Please pretty me. girl from uh, <laughs> oh my god, is that homegirl? Was that Eliza Duku or something? Oh wait, she was like a little girl in it. Oh my god, his daughter? Yeah, Eliza. Du- oh, I didn't Duku? realize that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, yeah what about that. what about True Lies or True Romance? <laughs> True Romance, hands down, number one movie. That's I love that movie, bro. That movie is incredible. It really is. That uh, the, everything about that movie is great. When you had mentioned that that everything. was one of your favorite movies, I got real excited about that because that was yeah, I watched that movie almost every night. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I I probably I mean I've been watching it in a while, but I I've got the poster in my house. I've, I've I've watched that movie so many times. Like I've had it over and over again, and like just the so way you- it's written, it's so dope. Yeah, yeah. Quentin Tarantino wrote that one. It was one of his first scripts. You, you, did you get that poster when you worked at the video store? No, not by that time. I, I bought when I moved in here, where I live now, in Long Beach, four years ago. 
I, I went crazy on a poster run and I got, I got uh better off dead 16 candles, breakfast club rounders, Frankenhooker. <laughs> I got fucking weird science. I got just one of the guys. I got a uh, fuck dude. I got a gang of shit, bro. I, I went. I got Wonder Shows in. I don't know if you like Wonder Shows in. I got yeah. Wonder Shows in. I got all kinds of dope shit, bro. I went nuts, bro. I got that some Seinfeld. Sense. Some Seinfeld. I got the Seinfeld. Uh, the George. Uh, like well, spread on the couch. On the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes me really happy because I collected. I had movie posts. I loved movies. I had. Oh, movie dude. When I was I was living in Alaska for a little bit, um, out in this little small area, and um. I was I was like 18 or something, but I ran out of money and I, uh-huh. I emailed my or I'm not emailed. Sorry, I had my mom. This was way back, so I had a Western Union me some money, and yeah. on our way, I, I lived outside of Anchorage. It was like a half hour drive. So on our way back after I went to the Western Union, we stopped in this video store, and they were selling all of these huge, the full size, like not just the posters that go on the window, but like big, massive, like four yeah. foot six foot posters they were selling them all and i fucking spent every dollar that my mom just western union made on those posters oh i've done man i've done that on the road man i've brought home like four foot posters of like uh mozzie star and shit oh or awesome. like oh dude like I, I used to have a door poster of, of the lead singer of mozzie star i used to have a big ass six foot poster of downset this this punk band that's kind of like they were like a prelude to a Raising against the machine and shit. Uh, fucking all kinds of dope shit, man. Oh, I love posters, bro. I, I, like I said, I went on a poster run, but then like this, the, the posters wouldn't stay up. Like uh, something about these walls. They like mm-hmm. when the summer comes, they just, they just fucking like fall off and shit. Oh yeah. So I've got when... some, I got some to stay right now, but. Humidity, you know. probably. Posters were a big deal back then. Cause remember they came out with those, like the booger, I, I call them booger balls, but they were like those little things yeah the little things you stick on the end yeah Yeah. they never only last for like two days (laughs) but let me tell you though man i had some class when i did work at the the video store because you're talking about the 80s now yeah man i had some classic uh posters bro i had a boxing helena oh i had fucking uh what else did i have that was hard as fuck i had boxing helena I think I had like Ernest goes to camp and shit. I had fucking, uh, I had some sick ass posters, bro, back in the day. I had, uh, what else did I have? Oh, I had, dude, I would get the HBO boxing posters. So I'd have like, you know, like, you know, Julio Cesar Chavez versus fucking, like, you know, Meldrick Taylor, like boxing oh, matches, like that's HBO. Right. That's right. Boxing posters, the big ass ones, because, you know, they went, once you watch it on HBO, they would turn it into a VHS and sell them. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, oh, but the big ones was wrestling posters. Look at the, re- you know, I'm a big wrestling mark, so I get all the wrestling posters. But dude, yeah, I used to have some posters, man. Boxing Helena, man. I'm trying yeah, to think awesome. of some of the other ones that I used to get. Uh, remember, I used to get did you ever do the? Oh, I guess they didn't do a lot of those at the uh, video stores. They were more at the movie, the the cinemas. But I had stole one of the big cardboard cutouts of uh, Pumpkinhead from a movie theater. Oh, dope. You remember like they, they do the big cardboard cutouts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, man. If you could get your hand on the, – called, it's called P.O.P. If you can get your hand on any kind of like movie P.O.P. My yeah. boy Longhair, my boy Longhair 5150 has a giant six-foot Homer that can sit on your couch. 
Oh, that's awesome. And it's from the Simpsons movie because when you would go to the Simpsons movie when it came out, they had the whole family all like six foot mm-hmm. tall sitting on a couch like at the theater. And you go get your picture with and them. You, you can go take your picture with them. This fool had the Homer. And this fool awesome. used to have the Homer sitting on his couch for years. He put it in storage, sure- I think. I'm sure everybody's stealing the Barbie boxes right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that? Oh, the whole Barbie box? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you stand in it. Our theater <laughs> didn't have it, but. I just found out Margot Robbie was in Barbie. I didn't even, I didn't even know. I'm not watching Barbie. We went and saw it. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's good. I like, oh, I like Margot Robbie, bro. She's, she's hella fine, bro. Uh, yeah. You ever seen Focus? Focus with her and Will Smith? Oh, oh yes, yes. That's a movie. Yeah. That movie, my dude. That was she's, like her big breakout role, I think. Man, she's fine in that movie, yeah. bro. Like, she's she's dope in that movie. Yeah, she, yeah, she's. Yeah. Um, they're like um, uh, bank robbers or something, right? Aren't they doing a heist? Well, they're con artists. They're actually like oh, pickpockets. Right. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. and then but Will Will Smith starts. They start teaching each other about the long con, like how to con somebody like a year <laughs> in advance and shit, like. They conned this dude out of a mill where, where they they were working on him subconsciously for like a whole year. They were working on him like every day. He didn't even understand that. Like every time he went to a hotel, there'd be a certain number. His necklace would have a certain number. Every time he got oh, yeah, a receipt, yeah. it'd have a certain number. People would whisper to him. He would be like having sex with like a prostitute and like the prostitute would be whispering the number into his ear all night. All the oh, shit. Yeah, and yeah. when the time came that he needed to pick that number, they knew he would pick that number and shit. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one of those well thought out movies. Yeah, yeah, like uh, you ever seen that magic movie? Uh, Now you see me. Yeah, yeah, that was a good. One. I, I love that it. one. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that's got yeah. Uh, the kid that ever, uh, we always confuse with uh, Michael Sarah, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Yeah, he's in the. Oh, yeah. the main kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, forgot his yeah. name, but he was he was a hot actor for a, hot, a couple years. Yeah, yeah, he's still popping up on shit. He was in the uh, yeah, 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 that Lord of the Ring face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Ring face to me, bro. But still, he was, he was making it happen. Um, let's do um, we let's uh, let's get a, a question in from um, Sage Francis. Uh, this uh, this segment's called uh, Sage's Social Media Lurk, and it's brought by um, Strange Famous Records. What up to Max? What up, DOD45? Um, I'm sneaking in this question at the 11th hour. I'm still traveling home from my uh, UK shows. But um, <laughs> to Max, brother, uh, I lurked your social media and went back on your Twitters. And in 2014, you said, um, I'm so old school, I thought Big Sean was slug from Atmosphere. Same. <laughs> it's 10 years later now. Uh, what new MC names trip you up? Or do you just stop paying attention after a certain point? Um, hope you're well, brother. I love you. And um, hope to see you again on the West Coast or East Coast if you happen to come my way. Holla. Strange famous. That is a, that's a that's a that's a that's a crazy question too. Hella difficult. Damn, this will turn it into Mori and shit. This will turn it into Mori. <laughs> Went back in time and shit. 
<laughs> oh yeah, when I said yeah, I thought Big Sean was yeah, I thought Big Sean was slug from atmosphere. I thought uh yeah, um well you know what? I think the difference now is that fuck bro, I couldn't man if 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 the hottest rapper in town was like sitting on the couch with me right now, bro, I wouldn't even know who he is. Yeah. Like I don't really know. Like I'm trying to think of like who who I could who could we mistake for anybody? I, is there even stars out here? Like is there is there even like is there even like is there even like you know like you know and you know they say things like you know Kendrick Lamar and J Cole and with all due respect to to dudes like that and 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 whoever and shit but like fuck bro if is who who's out here bro that's like that I need to know about that I'm not knowing about because a I'm out of the loop I think I'm the old man shaking his fist right now at this point but oh. like I, I I look for you know who I think is dope is is a uh, but he's not to me. He's underground. Was Nems from New York? You know, no, yeah, Gorilla Nems. I, I don't that know guy. anybody. No, I don't Man, know anybody. That guy's fresh, but I, I like Nems. But I, and there's a bunch of dudes. But like, I just don't know like who these new dudes are, bro. I couldn't even like. I I like. I don't know, bro. I'm wishy washy on him, bro. Like, I remember I heard a song from OT Genesis that I didn't like, and I was like, oh, I don't like that. And then I heard one day I heard a song from him that I did like. <laughs> Right. I totally was like, I like that song. That shit's tight. So it's like, you know what I mean? But I don't really, man, every time I jump in a lift, which is the only time, or if I date someone that's way too young for me, which happens uh, too. Yeah. yeah. Any of those two times are the only times that I I am exposed to music of new that's, shit. That's exactly what I was just going to ask you. Because, yeah, we got a 17-year-old and 15-year-old. So yeah, I get you exposed, get exposed to new to stuff. Yeah, but but they, they listen to, like, real cool, like, alternative shit. So they don't listen to much no. hip-hop. So I have no idea who. Yeah, yeah. I just don't, rapper. like, I mean, when I'm in a lift, which is probably the only time I listen to music that I don't control, I guess. But mm -hmm. it's like, it just doesn't, like, yeah, man, like, I, man, I, I try to hear some shit. I mean, I. I think I heard some shit from like a you know like a Juice World or like a XXX Tentacion. I heard some stuff from those dudes, and that those dudes are even kind of that was years ago too, right? So it's like yeah. there's all these new people that I kind of just don't know about. So I just haven't been exposed to it, bro. Like I I could care less what what uh what someone that's hasn't left their city thinks, yeah, you no, know. That makes sense. I just yeah. kind of like I really like I can't if, if it's young people talking about materialism. And bitches and money and shit. I get, I get it, but I'm just kind of like, I, I need something more, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I just need something more, man. I naturally tune out. But every now and then they say something real stupid. It's clever. Every now and then the the metaphors are still clever as fuck. So it's like the metaphors are clever sometimes. They say some stupid shit. Except they might not like, even know what the metaphor means. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I tap, I tap my, I tap my uncle on the. I tap my uncle on the shoulder and call him Tapatio. Like, you know, they say stupid <laughs> shit like that. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like, I can't digest that shit, bro. That shit's like, that shit's like, you know, that shit's like poison to me. That shit makes, that shit makes my dicks off. So it's like, so I can't fuck with it. You know what I mean? So that, uh, I wish I could tell. So anyway, tell Sage, much love. You know, I got love for that fool. For sure, always. And uh, I got love for him. And uh, yeah, I can't answer that question because fuck, who knows that one, bro? I, 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 none of these fools are like, they're just zombies to me, bro. That's what he was setting up too. Like, do you just don't even doesn't even uh, you don't even register it anymore? I that's how I feel anyway. Well, kind of, I've kind of gotten there. I've kind of, I mean, I, that's what good shit is there for, man. I I have playlists of like you know all the classic New York shit. I got 
all the new, the underground shit, all the West, you know, if I want to listen to the West and all that, that shit, I got it. And I want to listen to like, you know, fucking, you know, anything from Aesop Rock and Sage and Buck 65 and fucking, you know, Cannibal Ox and, you know, Little Brother and, you know, people and all that shit. I got it, bro. I already have, I, I own all that shit. So it's mm-hmm. like everything I like, I kind of, I'm on and I'm always looking for new shit, but you know what? There's always some underground shit though. Like every year somebody puts me up on somebody that's dope, you know? And will you ever, do you ever get on that thing? I, I, I've never done it yet, but I plan to, but I have seen some of my friends, they'll like post on social media and say like, Hey, does anyone have some new shit that they can share with me? Cause I'm bored of my playlist. Yeah. Yeah. I get put up on some stuff, man. I was talking to this kid, uh, this homie that I knew from way back named, uh, Montebello, and he just played me like he's like check out my my SoundCloud and dude I was at track four and all four tracks were dope oh, I was like cool. damn this is dope there's a kid uh there's a kid out of a uh, San Bernardino named Lo Figo L O F I G O that's pretty dope too he's got this kind of like kickback style there's it's like this kind of kickback uh almost like Lupac style and shit it's kind of dope. He's, he's dope as fuck. So I don't know, man. I, I kind of like, man, I, I can exist in my own world. Still, I still listen to De La Soul is Dead, bro. Yeah, sure. There's only so much time in the day. Can, that's true. Yeah. And you and, and, and with that time, you kind of want to listen to shit that you know you, you love. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm li- <laughs> Right now, last night I listened to Downtown Science. Remember them? They were, they were on Def Jam 91. I'm a connoisseur of obscure hip hop. I like right. Justin Warfield and Downtown Science and Flatliners and like all these kind of groups that rumpled teal skin and like all these kind of bands that like maybe didn't make it, but I think they're dope. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so for sure. A lot of good nineties hip hop. That's like curious and shit like that. Shit like and then, a, where so did they, and then they, where did they, where did they, they didn't, where would they get play college radio? Yeah. Or, or like you had to read the source magazine and be like, right. and, and, you know, look at the ads and you know what I mean? If the yeah. Source magazine told me to buy Organized Confusion, I bought it, you know? Right. And then yeah, I liked it, what do, you know? What do we go, what do they go, what do you go to these days to, like, not you personally, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. On yeah, Spotify or I something. Guess. No, you know what? I don't. I, I literally just make my own playlist and, like, every now and then. You know what it is? That people come into my life, like a girl come into my life and put me up on this Lana Del Rey song. And 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 whether me and the girl talk anymore, that song is mine now too. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And then another homie, I've jumped in his car, and he plays some shit that's so fire. Mike Mike and I just posted some some crazy ass shit, and like later tonight or the next time I talk to him, I'll be like, "What the fuck is that? That shit is dope. What is that? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? like like so. It's like if I I just gotta come across it. So sometimes people in my life just randomly like I jump in somebody's car, I'm in somebody's studio, or somebody's playing some shit. And 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 I just come across something, and then I. But I'm not like actively looking for it because yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck's out there. Yeah, there's a lot to discover. Um, so we'll go up, come up about the last uh, eight minutes of the, there. I got a few questions in from. There's a question in from DJ Zol, and he wanted me to ask you uh, what your yeah. favorite project blowed memory was as a performer. Wow, my favorite project blowed memory would probably have to be one of the early nights at the project blowed like one of the first anniversaries at the Glode in Lemur Park in that little ass place right there. And uh, what happened was the power went out and it was like, we waited all year for this anniversary and the power went out. 
And we were like, now nah, we're going to keep the show going. And we, somebody had a megaphone and, <laughs> and, and, uh, Freestyle Fellowship, Volume 10, Pigeon John, Medusa, myself, CVE, Dark Leaf, uh, you know, Brothers Manifesto, Funky Trip, everybody just performed a cappella on a, on a megaphone. Oh, dope. Wow. And it was dope. And it was dope. We just yeah. had to do a cappella. It was turned into spoken poetry night. Oh, cool. And the, and the other quick one, the other second one was one time a police car rolled up into the Project Load and we were all outside, like hundreds of people. The police car rolled up. The guy jumped out of the police car. He pulled out the, the thing. You know how you can talk on the walkie-talkie through oh, the car? Yeah. And this fool just started beatboxing. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then everybody came over and started rapping. And the policemen started beatboxing. And all the, everybody went around the police car and were rapping with him while he was beatboxing and freestyling. Oh, that's dope. And when he finished rapping, he goes, he goes, hey, man, 10 years ago, I used to come here and when I was a kid. And oh, he dope. just did and that was dope, dude. That he was like a cop, and he just pulled pulled over, jumped out of the car, and just started beatboxing on the on the police siren and shit. <laughs> Every no, experience dude. should be like that. Every cop experience. Yeah, no should kidding. Be that like was dope. That. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that there would you change go. a lot. <laughs> uh, well, then AWOL one says uh, uh, says ask him what's up with the secret savers saviors NFT. That's right. There you go, buddy. Good company man there. <laughs> Secret Saviors is uh, AWOL1, myself, and my buddy Longhair5150. We we have this kind of like underground hip-hop trading card company. And it's like we have like underground NFT trading cards. Like, like we have Cool Keith and Idea and, you know, myself and Vision. And uh, we went from starting that to, to kind of like doing collabs with other NFT companies. And now we're just putting music on. We're doing our second series, which is like 24 cards with People like Vastair and Medusa and, and all kind of dope ass people, Deesky and, and all kind of dope shit. And it's a they're, they're underground rap trading cards. But yeah. the thing with this series is that every card has an original song that you could only get when you get the card. Oh, oh. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's dope. Cool Keith has been involved with us. Uh, you know, we've got music with Cool Keith and stuff like that. So it's dope, man. It's like basically just like bubblegum NFT cards with like, idea and gift the gab and like d ski and subtitle and like all yeah, these it's cool it's cool to make it like uh yeah the exclusive song with it yeah yeah and there's other kind of things like this is just leading to well, that's just one phase as we learn more about that world we, we you know we do all kind of other things with it too but you know there's like video games and all kind of things that can be done with that world but but do yeah our companies it's almost like a it's almost like a digital nft record label where we just put out exclusive songs as, as limited nfts and then people pick them up and stuff and it's kind of dope when you record like, the track is the track recorded specifically known that this track is for the nft yeah for the most part when it comes to me and awol songs some of the songs that we probably gathered from other other artists no because they're more like just commissioned you know Sure. Yeah. So like, but our songs are. I'd say about in this next series, I'd say maybe like thirty percent are. Some some of them made the song specifically for it, and then some people we just kind of license the song. Like we'd be like, "Yo, we ain't trying to make you make a whole new song." You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Well, then my daughter asked, wanted me to ask you this. She says, yep. uh, "Would you rather be bullied in the nineteen eighties or now, <laughs> or in these this this time and age?" Oh man, I would say in the 1980s because in the 1980s, what someone's gonna what push you down and like pour chocolate milk on you? Like out here, you're gonna get smoked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in I think 2023. Yeah. yeah, being bullied is. I I used to teach poetry at a high school out here, 
in in uh watts called the um lock high a couple times just like once or twice and man it was like a prison the school was like gated and it was like a prison oh wow right. and i was like i tripped out bro I was like I, yeah it was like a prison and it just really messed my mind up to think that these kids have to walk into this gated prison for three years well, yeah, and I think what even to what my daughter was getting at too, like you get bullied, they videotape it with their camcorder, and then your oh, bullied yeah. story oh, yeah. you, or with their phone, I mean, and your bullied yeah. story like out there on the internet for the rest of your life. Oh, bro, if you fought, if we were hanging out and you fell down, I'd be like world star. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> it was, man, the world is cruel out here, bro. Yeah. Cruel, bro. Let me tell you, the world is cruel out here. Internet. <laughs> The oh my god <laughs> the world is cruel bro like I, I i can't even tell you how cruel the world is bro like um all right let me hit you with this hypothetical group here's a hypothetical yeah. group okay it's it's yeah. tupac too short and two mechs what what do you call that group damn deuce is wild oh great <laughs> awesome yeah, you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Damn, what do you call it? That's a crazy-ass group, you know what I mean? No, Deuce is wild. It's fresh, man. Word, word. Lucha Libre or American wrestling? Um, I would. I like, I mean, I'm Mexican, but I like American wrestling because the stories are, are, are way more dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mexican wrestlers yeah. are like, I hate you. I hate you. You know, American right. stories are like, they're, they're, they're being written more like comics nowadays, so I like them. I like to bring that that one up sometimes too, because my my uncle was a prof. Well, I have two uncles that were professional wrestlers. One on my Samoan side of the family, and what? one on my, my Dutch side of the family. Yeah, my like my in, uncle, indie wrestlers. Yeah, he, well, no, he. Uh, so my uncle, the Samoan prince or volcano kid, he used to be um, su uh, Superfly Snooker's tag team partner. Yeah, I know. I heard, I heard of him. I heard of him. Yeah, he was prince. he was fresh. I've yeah, watched, I've watched him. I watched him. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big old, big old Samoan brother, but yeah, yeah, unfortunately, he had tough times, you know, and committed suicide. Like a lot oh of man, I'm sorry to hear do, that. But... Yeah, man, they go through a lot of pain, bro. The they old, do. the old wrestlers went through a lot of pain, bro. And they, and they were, and that, yeah, they chased CTE. it with, with pain pills, man. And yeah, they and, went through a lot of CTE, bro. Like and nobody knew about CTE back then, you know. Yeah, it's gnarly. Very good. Who was the other, other person in family? Uh, yeah. He he trained um, Jack Black for his role in Nacho Lu Nacho Libre because my what? my other uncle he was one of the only white uh, uh, guys that were training that could train uh, Lucha Libre style wrestling. Dope, dope. He um, wrestled too for a while. Yeah, he always wrestled as like this. As like a German, like a German soldier. Are that was always Russian? his character. A big what was Russian. the name? What was the name? I can't remember. I should. I oh, should have. Okay. He, he was around for a while. I think he was, he was always like a Russian. Was he like a big dude? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He would always be this this Russian guy, or but yeah, he was, like Baron he Von. He would be like Baron Von Rashnev or some shit like that. Yeah. Well, and he got yeah. really big, and um, he he was uh, doing J Japan. Like he would go over to Japan and do it because oh yeah, for the money. Oh, that's what like character works out there. Yeah. 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 Now my great grandfather wrestled. Uh, my dad tells me that the great grandfather wrestled in Mexico, and that his name was he was a bad guy, and he was a Judas, El Judas. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so dude, that fool was the the man, the man that betrayed God. So I got yeah, yeah. That's it. Oh, that's oh yeah. That's like right a, there. They probably hated him too, right? Judas, Judas <laughs> is done with Judas, bro. So, I think that's kind of tight. So yeah, that's I, a so good it, one. It explains my bad streak and shit.
<laughs> All right, well, I close I close out the the episodes with um, a thing called um, the dish first worsts and favorites. Um, yeah. Before I before I hit that though. Um, I do want to ask you this um, with all that's going on with your life and all the, 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 you know, there's a lot of struggle that you're going through currently, but I notice on your social media and stuff like you all, you're so positive. Like you're always telling people like tell each other to love each other and stuff like that. And my question to you is how do you, how do you stay so positive? What, what keeps you uh, uh, when you're feeling down? Well, what, how do you get to the pot? Like to focus be, on the because pot? I get up because all that love that I'm talking about, the reason I tell people to, to that 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 love shit works is because I get it. I mean, every single day, I don't have to I don't I don't have to be reminded that I'm loved, bro. Every day, every day, people love me, bro. Like a lot of people, like, and they let me know every day. And every day, I have good friends, dude. I got my parents, a, a sister, nephew, my neighbor, and his family are the shit right here. I got, I got, dude. I'm in the project blow, the good life, the visionaries, the shapeshifters. I got a hundred MCs got my back. I got fucking LA loves me, bro. Women love me, bro. I'm 50 years old. And like, I, I don't have any problem with women, man. Women love me. People love me. I treat people good. People treat me good. I have tons of friends, bro. I'm blessed. You know what I mean? People won't mm-hmm. let me down, bro. Like even today I was sad about the, the eye shit. I was mad sad about it. And I was like, and then literally I took that post down 10 minutes later. and was like, fuck it, whatever. I got fucking, you know, injections in my eye whatever fuck it because i can't even show being weak bro because it's like how could i when people keep me up like that people right. hold me up bro like a motherfucking prop trust me bro they hold me up like a fucking cardboard yeah. back any shit you well, know what i'm saying I see yeah i see people like I, and that's what's going to lead into my other question like wh- what do you attribute that to like people do love like your fans love you and i'm not just your fans but obviously you got love in your life but like what uh what do you attribute that to i think it's just the fact that for the whole time that we've been around that we're fans too bro like i love hip-hop i love hip-hop man if i could see right now i'd go to the next show and be in the fucking front row watching a group that i don't even know if they know me or don't know me like i love hip-hop bro i love going to see shit that i like i love you know i think all those years we we always let people into our house you know, I, I won't name the rapper, but I used to have a rapper, a friend of mine that was always like, why do you kick it out there with the fans all the time? You should be like on the side, like mysterious and shit. Like, like you talk to everybody all the time. You always hang out with people. You're at every show. And I was like, because I love this culture. This is my fucking city. You know, the mm-hmm. city got my back like a fucking like a hammer dancers and shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> so it's like I got I'm straight, bro. Like I, I, this city is mine, you know? So it's like I love I always participated in it. Whether it was being a fan, a rapper, a promoter, a, a fucking whatever, you know what I mean? Any kind of conduit, I could be any cog in that wheel of LA Underground. We were always giving people advice, letting people use the studio. Shit, I let people use my tour van. We would let people use the van to go tour. We would fucking wow. do whatever we could, bro. We would help people record their shit, fresh their shit up, tell them where to go buy this, the product cheap, you know, duplication. We would do anything we could just, to promote people, you know? Yeah, and just because, just f- for the fact of the love of it, right? I mean, yeah, it was not a quid pro yeah, for anything. It Dude. was just... It was Man, you- I would go on a 25-city tour that somebody else helped me get on. Shout out to people like Living Legends or whoever. Different people like Legends and other people that put me on Abstract Rude. People that put me on tour. And then I'd go, I'd go home with this like book of 25 venues. And I'd be like, who wants this? 
Like, come yeah. copy this. Come to my fucking house, Henry Osborne or Existerio or whoever. Like, come fucking get this, bro. Like, come get this. Like, who needs this shit? And then people would call me like, hey, you play Dallas, huh? Who's in Dallas? And this dude, call him. And blah, 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 blah. And it's like that kind of shit, bro. Like, the people help me out like that. When I lost my leg, bro, people helped me out so much. I, 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 I literally paid my rent for like a year and a half and just went home and slept for a year and dealt oh, with the leg man. being cut. Yeah. Because people helped me out so, so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, it's, hard to, day. it's hard to be down on like on on people when there are good when good things like that happen. Yeah, that's good. I like to hear that shit. Yeah, for sure. Bro. That situation, you could have really gone the other way. I was. My that happened to my grandpa, and I think it ended up just taking him because yeah. he was just so upset that he wasn't able to walk without the prosthetic. Yeah, seventy percent of people that lose they get a leg amputated. Seventy percent of them die within four years. Yeah, but from depression. I remember yeah. being in the hospital, and the the clergy would come see me to talk to me. And every time the clergy would come in my room, there's like seven motherfuckers in my room fucking partying and shit, playing beats and shit. My homeboys on the my homeboys on the hospital TV hooking up illegal cable and shit. My fucking, <laughs> you know, we, my people bringing in Raider memorabilia to make the whole room Raider banners and clocks and fucking, I got fucking $2,000 of marijuana in my room and fucking, fucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We fucking partying, fools making beats at the house and in the room and shit. So it was like, you know, I never had a chance. I had nine to 30 visitors every day in the hospital. Wow. So it was like, I never had a chance to like be sad because no one let me be sad right. ever. Like one day once. Well, you know and, and so, and so it paid dividends. So the trick is you, yeah, it's like if karma does exist, like you, you, if, when you're good to people, people are good back to you and you, and you surround, you surround yourself around with good people. The trick yeah. is to give everything away, bro. Give everything you got away, bro. Every every piece of advice, everything you got, just give it away, bro. Like it's cool, bro. It all comes back in, in tenfold, bro. Just yeah. give everything you can do, bro. Whatever you want to do, go do it, bro. If I could use my platform to help somebody, how stupid is that? Why why wouldn't I do that? Why and wouldn't you I do. spread that's up? awesome? But I'm saying, like, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't yeah. we all? You know, I remember telling friends, like, hey, I'm paying you. $3,000 to perform. Can you uh, make one post for me, please? And like food wouldn't do it. And right. I'm just like, and I'm, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's like, dude, the, meanwhile, there's all these other people that will break their back for you. Like people break their back for me, bro. They, they, for them to spend 25 bucks to see me or $30 on a shirt or a hat or bro, that's the money that they get from work. Yeah, they're not out here hustling like us, bro. They don't get money. A lot of people ain't getting little little shitty royalties or whatever the fuck we we get, you know, from different things and shit. Like people, that twenty bucks is hard earned, bro. So when mm -hmm. someone uses that to to pay attention to you, ten bucks, five bucks, anything, even their time, bro. Like you should appreciate that because because it's it's to be appreciated, bro. Like no one, no one. Uh, like to you know being listened to is such a blessing yeah because everybody just wants to be listened to well and i you know? just like for any of our audience or any of the listeners who who aren't aware like you the, the the proof is there i mean you really do share on your social medias you'll share when people are like need help like if someone's gone missing or if they're having a problem with their family or something they're doing a fundraiser or something people you don't even know like just your fans and stuff like you share that shit like that's dope dude that's it makes I me happy that. bro i've gotten people apartments i've gotten people places to live i've gotten people jobs 
One time somebody 10 years ago, 12 years ago, somebody got my mom a job. I was like, yo, my mom yeah. just lost her job. And somebody went and got my mom a job for like four years. Yeah, like, cool. you know what I mean? Like, like I yeah. got, how could I not do that? You know, how could I not, you know, and it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, plus, sure. honestly, bro, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? That's a good attitude. I love it. I I, I love it. You're, 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 you're inspiring. Sure. Uh, let, let me, let me hit you with these, um, with these, uh, the final questions to wrap it up and then we'll, and then we'll plug some stuff yeah. in there. Get out of here. All right. Here's the dish. What, what was your first concert? Uh, my first concert was, it was a, a, a radio station concert. So it was actually Cool in the Gang, oh, the Jets, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Eddie Money, Electronic, and I think that's it. Oh, and Brent, Brenda K. Star. It was like one of those free ones where like you call in the radio station and you it's like an all day thing or whatever. Who was your first celebrity crush? Fuck, bro. I think I was in love with uh, Alyssa Milano. Oh, from Who's the Boss from or who's something the else? Boss. Yeah. Yeah, from Who's the Boss. Yeah. Uh, what was your first car? Uh, my first car was actually, oh, man, my dad My dad fucking gave me a, the dopest car in the world, and I, I didn't want it. He gave me a Dodge Cornette 500, the oh, same shit. car as the Duke's of Hazard. And, in fact, it was not only was it the Duke's of Hazard car, but it was green with white stripes and my dad gave it to me and I rocked it for a little bit and I was like man I need a newer car because like it was heavy as fuck and giant and I, and I went to Palisades High which was like in Malibu and I was like bro this car is so giant and like driving it and it was like yeah. it was like far in a gas guzzler so I I fucking made my dad get me a, like a shitty car <laughs> but yeah a Dodge Cornet 500 bro I wish I would have it to this day it's the Dukes of Hazard car but green Imagine it green, bro. Stupid, bro. I was dumb, bro. I'm a dumbass kid. What What was your first paying job? Video store. I worked oh, at a video man. store. 13 years old. Top video on Pico wow. and La Brea in LA. Uh, what was the first song you ever recorded proper, like in studio? It was a song with uh, this guy named. Uh... Oh no, it was me and Cholo on Cinco, and it was it was a song. We met this promoter, this producer named DJ Shoshone, and he had recorded us, and we had made a song called "Where You From, Holmes." It was, it was like, uh, I mean, it was like an anti-gang song. Oh, it was an anti-gang song. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and, and like rapping in Spanish and English, and it was like an anti-gang song and shit. Here's the worst. What's the worst color? I don't like dark purple, although I like print. I don't like dark purple. I talked to an art art student. She says purple's not a color, but that's for another time. Um, there you go. I agree. Lakers? Are you a Lakers fan? <laughs> yes, he's I am, unfortunately, <laughs> but I like to wear my shit yellow. <laughs> but I do got a purple jacket. Don't, no, I'm, I'm fronting. I got a purple jacket, too. I like the Lakers. <laughs> but I just don't like that dark purple. It doesn't look good on me. What's the worst movie? Oh, shit. Uh, the movie that... that uh, Oh, no, I don't want to say that because that's somebody I know. All right, the worst <laughs> movie ever, the worst movie I've ever seen is probably, I mean, for as good it is, as it is, it's pretty bad. You ever seen Frankenhooker? <laughs> yeah, Frankenhooker, yeah, bro. It's, this, this guy has a, this guy's a scientist, like Frankenstein. He's actually the great grandson of Frankenstein, and he makes a lawnmower that, like a high-powered lawnmower 
and the lawnmower is so powerful that it runs over his girl and ch destroys her, chops her up. <laughs> and so he only has her head. So then he takes her head and he preserves her head. And now he's like, I need to, I need to bring my girl back to life. So then he invents this thing called Super Crack, which is crack, but like a thousand times stronger. So then he goes to downtown New York, finds a bunch of hookers, fires them, gives them all crack. They all blow up. And then he takes their body parts from all the different hookers <laughs> and he makes and he makes his girl but like so now his girl has one arm from a black woman one arm from a white woman <laughs> one leg from a short girl one leg from a taller girl one titty from one girl one titty from another girl <laughs> and so he puts her together like frankenstein and then when, when she comes alive she just turns into a hooker she, she just, like, <laughs> beat, she fly, she, yeah well no she just runs out and, and she's all like a frankenstein hooker she's like walking on the streets like wanna date Want a date? Want a date? Oh my God, it's fucking funny as fuck, bro. And the video back in the day on the VHS video, I used to have it. I don't have it anymore. I gave it to somebody. But the VHS video, it had a button you could press and the button would go, Want a date? Want a date? <laughs> oh, so fucking tight. Brandon Hooker, bro. Trauma films. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. What's the your favorite professional wrestler? Of all time, I have to bow down and say Ric Flair. He's the greatest, man. With, number two to me is Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. But uh, number yeah. one is Ric Flair. Favorite comedian? I'd have to say Dave Attell. Yeah, that the, show that he did was really good. Uh, Insomniac? Yeah, Insomniac. Bro, yeah, he's, he, funny, dude. he's witty. He's the, illest, he's the illest comedian of all time, bro. I saw him doing comedy. And there was two there was two Latin women like sitting in the front, like not enjoying him at all. And he just walked up on him. He goes, oh, what happened? Did Selena die again? <laughs> That's fucking funny as fuck, bro. I was like, yes, that was the hardest shit I ever heard in my life. That yeah, was hard, bro. He's cold like that, man. <laughs> bro, I saw he cold. was on tour recently. Yeah, I'd love to it, go catch oh, him. Oh, he was. Wasn't he on the Burt Kreishner tour? On, on the on the fully know. loaded, I think it was an opening act on the fully loaded tour. Yeah, he used to run around with a dude named Greg Giraldo that was really oh, I love that. Oh, Greg Giraldo yeah, was great. Oh, I love I love that whole. I I'm into that whole uh, that big era of, of Patrice O'Neill. Oh yeah, uh, Greg Giraldo, Colin Quinn, Rich Voss, all those fools. You know, Robert oh, yeah, Kelly. Colin Quinn's so fresh. Um, oh, bro! What, I watch all the roast, all that shit, bro. But yeah, David yeah. Tell, bro, he's the king of all of all time. I love bro. the roasts. Favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Pumping Iron, bro, because he because he fucking cheats and, and cheats on and wins that thing <laughs> and shows that he's a snake and shit. Like he, he he told you who he was from the jump. Yep. I fool told you he was shady from the jump. Has anybody seen my shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that fool was shady from the jump. So, yeah, when, you know, when the wolf gets hungry, the food is there. What about your favorite cereal? Man, which is why the reason I have diabetes because it's Frosted Flakes, homie. Oh shit! Flakes. I used to love. I don't need them anymore. Right. But Frosted of Flakes used to be my shit. It's just pure sugar, bro. Last one, and then we'll close out. Uh, your favorite Laker of all time? Oh, that's the dope. Kobe Bryant, bro. Kobe Bryant. Is that one just easy? Kobe all the nah, way. No, just he, nah, because he he meant everything to me, man. We we yeah. got to. We got he. I was. I, I grew up watching. I mean, I grew up watching the Lakers in the '80s with Magic and Kareem and all that. But that Kobe era for me was was like such an intense time where I followed the Lakers intensely. And we got to meet. We got to visionaries. We got to rap with Kobe Bryant. We got to like oh, cipher with him. 
We got to like rap in a cipher with Kobe kicked a verse with the visionaries. Wow. So like when his rookie season and shit. So it was like, we got to like rap with him, but also just a fan and and the player that he is and the way, the way, the way he, uh, he was like, no, it has to be me. It's me. Alpha male. Alpha. I love that. That ultimate alpha male, even when he failed, even when he sucked, even when his leg was broken, he was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm an alpha male. I'm rolling. Like, even when he was like fucked up those last three years, like, like being a detriment to the team he was like his, <laughs> his alpha maleness would not like he was like you have to kill me to get me the fuck out of here and it and they literally had to cut his achilles to get to get him out yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and he yeah. still made two free throws with his they achilles still- cut <laughs> remember that remember yes. that the last game we watched that last game we me and my homies pulled into a bar we were like yo you want to go watch the last kobe game and we watched it and fucking he fucking with his Achilles torn went back out there. There's a, there's all these players over here crying about millions of dollars over all this little bullshit. This fool tore his Achilles and still went out there in ultimate pain and sunk two free throws to put the Lakers in the playoffs, bro. That's his yeah. last gesture. Well, I appreciate you spending your time with us, man. It was it was it was an awesome chat, and uh, we um, it's just uh. Again, with with everything you're going through, it's just it's pretty fucking cool that you, you spent some time with us. Oh, it's all love, man. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all love, man. Um, can Where I just can plug the, your... the secret saviors? Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, ssohiphop.com. Secret saviors okay. of underground hip hop. Check that out, man. I'm telling you, it's an underground uh, trading card. It's basically kind of like you get like you get like songs. Like it's kind of like buying an album. Like it's like buying like a baseball card album. It's kind of dope. Anyway, you got to check that out and support the Secret Saviors. But me, man, I'm, I mean, I'm just on Instagram and like my music's on, you know, whatever, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. And uh, if people want the actual record, uh, 2 megs.bandcamp. Yeah, the Bandcamp's where, where where we always like to, we would prefer to always send people to Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, That's it's like, it. yeah, I like, you know, it's like the, the those are the two things, you know, the Bandcamp. And that has everything, and, and the streaming platform has it all too. You know, so it's all love and shit. All right. Well, and then one other question: Where can people get your book? Uh, I think it's Lulu.com or something like that, or TwoMexBook.com. If you just Google TwoMexBook, okay. a title pop up. It's like one of those two sites or whatever, and it's like a cool little book. It's dope. It's like a book of my rhymes. It's called a uh, Word Murder. My homeboy Parker Pubs uh, helped me organize it. He just went through like. 100 of my songs 70 80 100 of my songs and and we just plucked out like verses from it you know uh yeah awesome because yeah i'm looking toward i'm gonna be ordering that and then one final thing what is there anything you want to say is there anything uh any uh any final words for the people or or any um uh, just that you know just looking out man check out my music if you don't if you don't know who i am i'm from a collective in la called the project blow the good life we've been rapping for 30 years uh, two mags of Mexican descent, the visionaries, shapeshifters, look daggers. I've got tons of projects, man. It's like a whole library of of LA underground kind of like I guess we would consider progressive stuff or positive stuff. You know, anti Illuminati shit, very anti establishment. Just trying to you know be knowledgeable and and have fun and respect hip hop as a culture at the same time and shit. So you know, we try to stay true to to good music and shit. Yeah. All right. Stay good. All right, man. Take care. All right. Peace. I walked into court today and saw a gold fringe on the flag. It reminded me of old cinch body bags. Of all my relations, now just ashes and patience and isolation. Stations, observation, nation.
Well, there you go. There you have it. Two mechs, our guest. Like, just a super positive, like, got a positive vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good chat. I think that he should accept one of those kidneys. Well, I was going to mention to him, too, um, uh, that was kind of like with my mom. She was like, I don't want to take, I, I don't want to get from someone else, you know, with her liver and stuff. But I, I, I sense that. Maybe he's wait. Maybe he's kind of, maybe he's good, you know? Yeah, that's what it sounded like he had other things he wanted to focus on. But once those are done, I would say, why not? People have two. So one one for themselves. Do they have two kidneys? Share. Yeah. And we have you two can. livers too? Or no. no. The liver thing you just they when they do a liver transplant they do uh, parts of it, right? And it, Some liver transplants you oh, can do okay. a partial and it'll regrow the rest. And, and yours will regrow. Right. Oh yeah. So the yeah, the, the kidney is the one that you got two yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. And most people yeah, when they do a kidney transplant they Yeah. Yeah, but that's definitely something he's but probably But it's very personal, so it is obviously. for sure. Well, yeah, that was a good but chat. But it should be something he should consider at some point. I know I did want to ask because the when he was saying like with the um, with his prosthetic, he's just kind of like, oh, I'll take care of it later, sort of vibe, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the situation that got him into the 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 situation he's oh, in with now. Oh, the diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Or the f- foot. Yeah, losing um, his leg. That. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, nice guy. I got to see a lot of his shoulder. Yeah, I know. He, well, he does. <laughs> it's funny because that's how his videos are when he posts his videos on his reels. They're just like that. And I but know. It makes sense because if he can't see in front of him, he's uh, probably oh. holding it off to the side where he can see it. Well, and I feel the same because when I'm talking, like when I talk to my mom or someone on, on like the phone mm-hmm. and it's a video call, I, I can't point the video at myself i don't like it i don't like to look at myself so i thought that that's why he was doing why he does it on his reels videos no, he can see but yeah i guess there. something anyway yeah it was a good chat um all right thanks everybody for 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 listening to the show hey listen i'm not we're not, i'm not a journalist and i actually don't give a shit about the beef that he has with talib Kweli or anyone else i really don't care about any of that so uh i didn't chase any of that because i don't really care that's like uh x or uh yeah i don't i don't i don't know i don't know what that i don't care about sensationalism shit, shit like that i like to i like to have a nice chat and so i enjoyed that chat with him uh i'm on par with him with the movies hip-hop and um and wrestling on par in that those are things that i that i love um i'm obviously not as um knowledgeable in the hip-hop as he is so i didn't get into a ton of that but but his but his fan like his fans already uh, you know it doesn't matter i enjoyed the chat so i hope you all did too uh thanks to strange famous records of always uh, we got a box of shit to go through there's one here this would this will be a good one. I think this must be Cass ones. This would be a good one for me to wear to our our haunted show that we're gonna oh, yeah. have in October at the gallery. Oh, that is a good one. Did that, I, do you think that's Cass one? Let me see it. It's Wolf on it. Let me see it. It says uh. I don't know what yeah, says. I think that is a Cass one shirt. Look at this. I K- mean, kill the wolf. Yeah. Um, we got. What, uh, oh, the Arizona guys. We got it all. 
And really, when I was messaging him... I wondered, though, if this one was, like, if he was saying something when he sent this one to me. <laughs> this is supposed to be <laughs> Well, that's what this says on their hats, but that's funny because that is totally you. <laughs> so, hey, um, we're going to see... Actually, this episode won't be out before, but this weekend, we're going to see uh, our homie Mr. Dibbs perform at Red Rocks with uh, Atmosphere, Souls of Mischief, Danny Brown... Um, the Grouch and uh, Eli. The Grouch and Eli with DJ Fresh. Um, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to seeing that show. It'll be my first time seeing Dibs on decks solo. And uh, a lot of, well, anyway. What, if this and then if you just happen to be in the general St. Louis, Missouri area, or Springfield, Illinois. isn't Spring, uh, If you're near Hannibal, Missouri. We have a show <clears throat> in October, so, and a gallery show. We have a, um, a year, an annual gallery show, a group show with locals. And um, the show is uh, opening reception is October 20th. It's a really fun show. Last year, our featured artist was Jared Knight. We talked about it on the podcast. But yeah, if you're around the area, come out and see the show. Haunted. Ha- and the show is called Haunted. And <clears throat> we've got a few shows. Um, Art by Ty on, at festivals. Still, um, there's a show in Louisville, Kentucky. Called the St. James Court Probably Show. Probably this weekend, the, as this airs. Yeah. Anyway, mm. thanks everybody. Oh, you're right. It's going to start in October. Okay. Well, we're gl- we're happy to be back. Um, keep an eye out for whoever the next guests are going to be. You never know. And um, we're pushing along. I'm glad that you're still listening or still watching the show. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Um, if you like what you see. Um, if you like my artwork, go to artbytie.com to purchase that. Follow us on all the social medias at DOD45W on Instagram, DOD45 on Facebook, and on the X. Stay away from the X. And um, on my socials, at Art by Ty. That's for all the artwork. YouTube's the best place to catch the episodes. That's where we do the live shows. Katie, that's it. Thanks, Tumex. Thanks, Longhair5150, for setting us up with him. Thanks, AWOL1, for also being part of that. And uh, we're out. That's it. From all of us here, we would like to wish you happy drawing, happy conversing, and thanks for conspiring with us. Peace. D-O-D-45. Thank you for joining in on yet another episode of the DOD45 show. Please hit the subscribe or follow button so that you never miss an episode. You can even go one step further by leaving us a review on the YouTube stream or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you stream our show from. You can find me at Art by Ty on all the socials or at artbytie.com. And if you'd like to follow the DOD45 show on social media, we're at DOD45W on Instagram, or you can go over to our website at DOD45.com where you can shoot us an email, join our mailing list, and watch all of our past episodes. Consider joining us for a live chat on the YouTube premieres of episodes every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Peace.